Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. SEC Media Days is going to look a little bit different this year. Two defensive players for the Gators. We'll talk about it next right here on Gators Breakdown. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. Just waiting all week when Florida was going to release, or the SEC was going to release, who is going to be heading to SEC Media Days, and we get our answer on Wednesday. We'll talk about it right here on Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SCC, and today's thought of the day will be discussing Ventrell Miller and Zachary Carter heading to Birmingham, joining Dan Mullen for SEC Media Days. And look, it's going to be different this year uh, due to COVID. Uh, They've limited how many players can come. Uh, Usually it's three for SEC Media Days, and now it's only two uh, to join the head coaches there. And now in Birmingham, only two players are coming, and it uh, is a little weird, of course, because Florida is the only team in the SEC that's sending two players from the same side of the ball, both being defensive players, Ventral Miller and Zach Carter. So, of course, that raised a little bit of eyebrows of not bringing anybody from the offensive side of the ball, whether it be quarterback Emory Jones, whether it be Damian Pierce, a senior running back who's uh, been there since Dan Mullen's first year as well, maybe Richard Garage on the offensive line, there but nope two defensive players and uh, I think a lot of people probably made too much (laughs) of it and I don't don't blame you uh, at at all but I don't think there's anything behind it Uh, I don't think Dan Mullen good or bad is hiding anything from the offense by not bringing Emory Jones or bringing anybody from the offense to talk about the offense Dan Mullen is not going to surprise much people with an offense this year from what they haven't seen from Dan Mullen before. So he's not hiding anything by not bringing players. Now, of course, you can like the wheel route versus Georgia last year. There are tendencies. There's a certain plays that you can break out some point in the season. But the offense as a whole, 
it's not going to be kept under wraps by not bringing a player from the offensive side of the ball to talk about it at SEC media day. So uh, I think we could kind of move past that just a little bit and uh, wonder if Dan Mullen's hiding anything. But also, I mean, it, it is very interesting because we know, and look, we talked about it last episode on Gators Breakdown of of this defense and how much they have to rebound and how you know, much different they have to look compared to last year. And you're bringing two defenders that are going to get the brunt of those questions. And good for these guys to be able to uh, have their chance in the spotlight. Zach Carter has been at, at Florida for a while, and we're expecting some big years from uh, a big year from Zach Carter to build on uh, last year, play in a more natural position, play that. Uh, edge defensive end position, not have to play inside, play in a more natural position. He can get in the backfield and create some havoc, uh, be a run setter on the edge as well. He's he's a big body guy, but not big enough to play inside defensive tackle a whole lot. Really sit there and play defensive end. We expect some big things out of him. Be good to, to, to see him at SEC Media Days. And he's been pretty vocal and active on the social media lately as well. So I think uh, he's going to be a fun one to talk to. And Ventrell Miller, uh, of course, just um, – you know, started career his career on the wrong foot at Florida, involved in that credit card scandal, and has grown from that, become becoming a leader on this defense. Led the team in tackles last year, did Ventrell Miller, and he's going to have to lead that linebacker core. But help bring along Mamou Diabate, help bring along Tyron Hopper, Derek Wingo, those young linebackers that we want to see a lot more of. Uh, he didn't get to take part in spring practice. Maybe he got a different vantage uh, point uh, from just kind of watching on the sideline, but you know, everything he's been through and grown and, and become a leader on this Florida defense. So I think we'll get plenty. We'll get, we'll certainly get plenty from the defensive side of the ball. I think, I guess you know, we can ask the defensive players what they saw from the offense during spring practice. And of course we'll ask Dan Mullen and we'll pepper him with questions about the offense. Uh, but given what we saw from the defensive side of the ball last year and um, now two defenders, Coming with Dan Mullen to Birmingham next week's going to be heavily focused on this Florida defense from national media, from local media, everybody who's there, SEC media, uh, SEC network. When those players and, and, and Dan Mullen are going to be uh, right there on the spotlight uh, on on national TV, uh, of course, it's the focus is going to be defense. So. Look, we, they'll be trained for these questions. <laughs> of course, they'll be trained for a lot of questions. That We'll get a lot of canned answers. We'll get a lot of the same answers over and over again, no matter who's asking the questions. Uh, but, you know, at least uh, those guys will be there representing the University of Florida. Good for them. Their senior years, their last year at Florida to get a chance to, to, to go uh, and represent um, Florida at SEC Media Days. As seniors, their last year, and I, I think it means a lot for those players. I, and I think there is a little bit of, you know, for, from the staff, from from Dan Mullen. You know, these are players we trust. Uh, of course, these are guys that we are, are proud of the way they represent the University of Florida. And you know, we're going to send them SEC media days. As I did mention, Florida is the only you know, out of fourteen teams in the SEC, the only one sending players from the same side of the ball, both on defense. And look, only three quarterbacks from the SEC are going. 14 teams, only three of them are sending their quarterbacks. Matt Corral from Ole Miss, Bo Nix at Auburn, and JT Daniels at Georgia. So we're not even really getting a whole lot of star power as far as the quarterback position. So you know, that's another reason. Don't make too much of Emory Jones not being there. I don't think it's a sign that uh, he's not ready to, to, to lead. He's not a leader. I think Dan Mullins – 
go back to last year and a lot what a lot of players had to deal with. He's rewarding seniors, rewarding players who've been around the program, uh, have played their dues uh, on the field a whole lot. Emory Jones, if he if he comes back next year, best bet. 99% he'll be at SEC media days uh, going into the 2022 season. Uh, but for this year, no issue whatsoever. I mean, content-wise, I wish we had somebody on offense to give us a little, a little more to talk about, but that's just me being a little petty, a little bit of selfish there. Uh, but I'll, I'll enjoy talking to Miller. I'll enjoy talking to Carter and uh, get getting their thoughts on a rebound for, for, from the defense, uh, of course. We'll, we'll hit a lot of the stuff Will and I have talked about from – on this defense all off season, our most recent episode, uh, there are ways to get better. Have they noticed any changes from Todd Grantham? And, and look, of course, they can't share strategy wise of what they've seen different. But is there a different approach uh, to, from the coaching staff, from the new coaches, from Todd Grantham himself, from the players themselves? You know, they had to be embarrassed. Uh, and I think that's probably one thing. I know we talked to these guys in the spring a lot, but. Probably need to just ask them a little bit, you know, just the being on the field every week, being pinpointed, being under that spotlight of needing to play better, but never really turning it around, never really getting better. Those guys are going to you know, have to answer a lot of these questions uh, about that. So it's going to be it's going to I think it'll be a, a good time. You know, it's always a good time there uh, among the media, among those players. A lot of them are, are, are really cordial and um, we get some good conversations there at SEC Media Days a little bit. So. It'll be fun, uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll pepper Mullen with some offensive questions. That'll be where the bulk of the offensive side of the questions will come from. But, of course, defensive heavy next week. So it, it, all the coverage that we'll have here on Gators Breakdown from SEC Media Days, I guess it'd be defense two weeks in a row. <laughs> we had our main episode of uh, Gators Breakdown, Will Miles and I, yesterday. Uh, very defensive-focused episode. And now, once we get the announcement, two defensive players are going to SEC Media Days. Even more focus on the defense for another week here on Gators Breakdown. So, uh, Gators Breakdown Plus members, I will get to your thoughts. We'll also talk a little bit of recruiting news for Gators Breakdown Plus members. So, if you haven't done so yet, I'll extend this episode for Gators Breakdown Plus members. Get their thoughts on Miller and Carter heading to Birmingham. And uh, we'll talk some recruiting uh, as well. One thing before I'll go for, for everybody else. Um, you know, if you haven't signed up for Gators Breakdown Plus yet, gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm. That's where you can go sign up to get an extended episode. You get the full version here on the regular podcast and on YouTube. But if you want even more, go to gatorsbreakdownplus.supportingcast.fm. Starts at $3 a month. And then, uh, but shout out, Jacob Copeland. Getting that number one jersey. I mean, but that, that's big. You know, I'm not a big numbers guy. Um it, you know, I don't think it means a whole lot. I think that number one jersey sometimes gets overblown a bit in the importance of it, but we can't discredit what's happened in the last couple of years. C.J. Henderson, number one, first-round pick. Kadarius Tony gets number one, first-round pick. Not saying that, of course, it's an automatic. You're going to be a first-round pick. Brenton Cox got the number one jersey last year. He's coming back for his second year uh, at Florida. Hopefully he's healthy, ready to go for the season. So we'll see if he ends up being a first-round pick wearing a number one jersey. I know we, we, we go back to um, mock drafts right after the NFL draft, and he was listed as a first-round pick in a couple of mock drafts. So if Brenton Cox can live up to the five-star reputation, we might see another number one. And if Jacob Copeland, the new number one on offense, as I said, I, what I do think that what, – what, what I think that can tell us, 
is, as I mentioned, trust and taking players to SEC media days. I think that number one jersey also shows trust from the coaching staff. You know, Dan Mullen knows uh, what the what the fan base thinks about it, and you know, it, there is a little bit of trust and a little bit of you know being. I think you have to be a player on and off the field uh, for Dan Mullen to get that number one jersey. We're looking for Jacob Copeland to take that next step, almost take that next step like Kadarius Tony did last year. Not saying you got to go out there and catch 70 balls, but you know, be the receiver, be the playmaker receiver, be the receiver that you can be counted on game in and game out, grow, develop, and you know, earn. And in, in ways leading up to the season, at least, he's earned that right to wear number one. And now maybe we'll see as the season plays on that on the field he will earn that number one the way it has been represented the last couple of years. So hopefully for Jacob Copeland, this is a sign. This is a sign that we can expect a big year. Like I said, I don't want to read too much into it. I don't want to sit here and say if he's wearing number one and he goes off and he's a, and he's a third, fourth round pick. Oh, that was a disappointment. He didn't deserve a number one jersey. No, I'm not going to think that way. That's why I said I think too much can be read into it just a little bit. But good for him. I know a lot of people put a lot of stock. I know Florida puts a lot of stock in that number. So good for Jacob Copeland to go out there, earn that number one jersey, and hopefully be the playmaker on offense that we, we that we think he can be, and and step up and be that number one receiver for the Gators in a year they're going to really need it. After what Florida's lost the last couple of years at wide receiver, they need Jacob Copeland to be that number one. We'll see it. We'll, hopefully, we we'll see it all play out coming up this fall. So, all right, uh, let me get to your comments here for you guys. Like I said, I know it was a. No, it was a little bit of a surprise uh, episode. Uh, well, Quentin Tyler, my bad, man. Yeah, you just uh, brought it up. Thought some number changes. Uh, I know one that's going to get everybody that everybody likes out there, AR-15. Anthony Richardson rocking the 15. Another quarterback. Another quarterback wearing number 15. Lofty expectations a little bit there, but nah, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not putting those expectations on him. Kyle Trask wore 11, Spurrier wore 11, uh, so you know, it's uh, just the, just the way it is. Number changes, like I said, good for these guys. A lot of it's coming from name, image, and likeness, <laughs> trying to figure that out. But since 15 was open on offense, now Jacob Copeland getting that number one, 15 open up. Ar Anthony Richardson gets that 15, so. Can expect a lot of uh, T-shirts and logos coming from that one, <laughs> I think. Uh, but yeah, fifteen of course holds. Uh, look, it's hanging up behind me uh, right here, hanging up behind me. If you're watching the YouTube version uh, there, so yeah, fifteen. Of course, everybody knows uh, what that number means for Florida. So hopefully, you know, Anthony Richardson can be just half of what fifteen meant for Florida uh, back two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, uh, and we we just get we just get a little bit of that, and we'll we'll take that. Uh, but uh, Quentin Lee says, "Why? I, I don't know why they train trade Dean didn't go. I'm assuming because uh, you're assuming uh, SEC media days. Um, I think this Miller and Carter have been around longer. They are seniors, true seniors. Uh, they are played a lot of football, uh, and I think are looked at as leaders on this defense. So, uh, any uh, Bruce Eklund says any other coaches other than Dan Mullen there? Nope. Usually, it's only just a head coach." Uh, and now, like I said, the difference is two players this year, not three. Of course, if we would have had three, there would have been an offensive player uh, going this year. But only two players are limiting. Uh, there's a lot of protocols us media members have to follow for, for, for COVID next week at SEC Media Days as well. So access is 
a little more limited than what it has been in years past at SEC Media Days. I'm hoping we can still get the same kind of content we're used to getting in years past. Of course, everything I get will be distributed to you guys uh, next week in podcast form here on YouTube, maybe even a little bit of video for the, the YouTube version uh, of it. Hopefully uh, they give us um, you know, the same amount of access. might be different. It might be different, but hopefully the same amount uh, there. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be new for everybody in this kind of world that we're living in right now. But it will be limited in some ways just because two players, not three, and it will just be Dan Mullen uh, for the coaches. But that's all, all it is. And um, that's always, I mean, always the way it's been, just one head coach there with some players. So, all right, there we go. Um, that'll do it. I'll extend this episode for Gators Breakdown Plus members. As I said, I'll get your thoughts that you guys have discussed uh, about Miller and Carter going to SEC Media Days, and we'll talk a little bit of recruiting as well on the uh, Gators Breakdown Plus extended episode. Everybody who joined me here on YouTube Live, thank you so much. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. really helps us out. Go join Gators Breakdown Plus if you haven't done so yet. Now to do it for this thought of the day. I'm David Waters from Gators Breakdown. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.